Welcome to The Buzz with ACT-IAC, your source for the hot topics and top issues affecting the federal technology market. Join us each week to hear insights from government and industry experts, stay informed on the challenges facing the public sector, and gain access to valuable reports and thought leadership. Enjoy. This episode of The Buzz is sponsored by Qualtrics, the creator of the experience management category. Building a government that works for everyone. Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Sydney Heimbrock. I'm Chief Industry Advisor for Government at Qualtrics. And I help governments understand how to build trust by delivering better experiences to citizens and residents. I'm really excited today to be talking with Jamal Davis who is Customer Experience Manager for Allegheny County Department of Human Services. Jamal has always been driven by a strong desire to help others. At Allegheny County, he leads a cross-functional team of user experience researchers and data analysts to collect voice of customer data for a number of digital products and services. But most important, Allegheny County has really been at the forefront of addressing the uh, conversation that this country has been having in countries around the world about deep-rooted racism and structural inequities that really governments have to step up to ensure equity and inclusion for all of their citizens and residents. So for example, the federal government in the United States now requires every agency to assess and improve the equity and inclusion impacts of their policies, programs, and services. And of course, Qualtrics global research demonstrates again and again that there is a direct correlation between the experiences people have with public services and the level of trust that they have in their governments. So the experiences that we deliver to our citizens and residents have to be designed and improved with inclusion and equity at the center of our attention. So I'm really excited that Jamal is here to share his story about how Allegheny County, which again, for those of you who don't know, it's home to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and surrounding areas, and how it has been out in front of this issue, designing citizen and resident experiences for equity and inclusion across a diverse population. So to start, Jamal, can you give us a synopsis of what you actually do? Uh, yeah, sure. So basically, my team uses CoreSwicks and a number of other uh, methods to collect client data. And then we help analyze that that actual data and bring it back to the leadership at DHS um, inside the county to help make better decisions informed by, by the actual citizens' experiences. Was this one small team of Allegheny County? But I think the cool thing about working at DHS is that I think we all really focus on exactly what you just said, and it's woven inside the culture deal to actually start with race and equity and inclusion. And we try to embed that in all of the analysts and all the work that they do and have them think about the problems from that systematic perspective close, even when they are working at data that we might already have. So we have a lot of data at the county. And we figure out, um, I guess, basically, the data can point to a lot of problems, but we kind of use my team and Corsics to figure out maybe the why to some of those problems. 
And what better way to find the why than to ask the people who's actually experiencing it? Great. So talking about the why, what is it that you actually found when you looked at your uh, data from that equity and inclusion perspective? Yeah, we well, we definitely um, we found a lot. I think like if you look at it from the actual community section or the community side of things, we found that communities of color face a number of different um, experiences and challenges inside of the county. There may be other communities that are not that are not actually predominantly color. And also, how can we use that to inform the services that those actual communities are actually receiving? Um, so like maybe they need a little bit more help so maybe need more more actual family centers or um, or more actual food banks inside those different types of communities so really so like really focusing on what are the community needs and i think the community um, needs index is something that that we have been doing for over the past like five or six years now but it really focusing in on the individual community inside of that level by doing different segments of those of those people and breaking down the racial and also the economic background of the people inside of those actual communities. And I think that the really cool thing is that um, we are pretty data savvy at the county. So there's a multiple ways to show that data and to show that to stakeholders. So we use like mapping, but also as an interactive storytelling map, I believe that is, that is on our website now. Currently that kind of break down those um, different types of actual communities inside of Allegheny County and the needs that they actually might be facing from different types of poverty level to different types of gun violence, all the, all the way down to um, different types of educational level that the individuals are actually experiencing and how can we use that data to give them better services that they might need to improve their way of living. Yeah, that's just amazing. That idea of doing interactive storytelling using mapping is just a wonderful way to integrate, you know, geolocation data with uh, operations data and experience data. And I'm really curious, how did you reach the communities that you were really trying to understand? Um, you know, given that we all work in organizations where sometimes it's hard to get out beyond your, uh, you know, your the walls of your building and uh, make sure that you reach everybody. So what strategies did you use for that? Yeah, so we um, we use our, we use our, our actual provider a lot. So like we have a number of people and, and different types of provider agencies that are, that are actually um, providing the services to these actual communities in these. So we kind of use those provider agencies to promote and also help us collect data about the actual um, experiences that they are feeling. And they'll also be advocates for the actual county um, within these different types of diverse communities that maybe not have the best experience working with local government or working with government in general. So really, so like really focusing on the different types of community providers and also community groups. So like, you know, so who are the who are the actual leaders inside of that community? Who are the who are the people who are doing the organizing? We actually go to them and we reach out and we reach out to them and we kind of tell them what we are doing. And it's more like a hand-to-hand relationship. And so I guess that for us that's going in there and telling people we need all your data. We really look at the groups and kind of advocate for them to help us better understand these people's lives. And then we also use um, a lot of our own data sources too. We have a pretty big data warehouse inside of Allegheny County. And so like, we are really conscious of that um, when you are dealing with um, communities inside of need, 
not to ask them for the same information over and over again. So like if we do have that 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 data, several of us just keep asking them, like, you know, what is the demographics? If we can pull that somewhere else and then just use that to match that data, that to show that this is correct, then we try to always do that. So we're not always asking people the same questions over and over again. And when we do engage and ask people, we are really cautious and mindful of the things that we are asking them and letting them know that this is how it's going to be used and giving them um, incentives whenever it's possible for their actual data and their time. So we are very focused on that inside the county. Yeah, I really love how you're paying attention to the experience that you're creating, even in the process of asking about experiences, right? So all these different layers of experience that that I really appreciate you paying attention to, um, you know, how do you perhaps use the Qualtrics XM directory, for example, to really manage how often you're reaching out to people, um, the kinds of questions you're asking, and make sure that you don't kind of pester the community members when you're trying to build these trusting relationships. Because if you keep asking the same question over and over, they're going to feel like, you know what, they didn't listen to me the first time. <laughs> so I really love that, that attention to experience that is clear in your story. I'm also really curious, like what led you to start all of this? What is it that prompted you to start taking a closer look at the issues you were having in your community? Um, yes, yeah, so I definitely think that DHS is, have always been aware of it. So like inside 2019, they um, launched a brand new office here. It was the Office of Equity and Inclusion. And when that office um, came to play and actually got established, one of the first things that they was um, tasked with doing is understanding the uh, racial breakdown of our of our actual employees and our staff, and also not just the racial breakdown, but also their feelings about racial different types of conversations and framing. How do they how do they encounter things based off of the color of that particular employee? So they launched an um, institutional assessment that kind of helped us get that base, get that baseline data. And then from there, I think um, it just started to take up a life of its own. And then other program areas became interested in how are their workforce is representing the people that they are, that they are actually serving. And um, because of the tool that we use to collect data for the institutionalized race assessment in 2018 was the Coursex platform. That was the tool that we used to collect a lot of data about, about the employee experiences um, inside these particular program offices. So I really think like once you make that first initial step and you show people like, this is what our workforce is looking like, this is what the people we are serving is, is looking like, um, of course, there's a gap there. How can we fix that? How can we how can we better engage with these communities? You know that they see people inside of leadership positions that actually look like them. And I think once you kind of sell that to just senior level stakeholders and they get the data and they can actually see it, then they are at least from the experiences inside Allegheny County, they are more than willing to start those conversations and start to lease out to you and say, we need to go and collect data about this interviewing process and we need to do some pre and post surveys. Um, because then they can see how valuable it is and see that how we can not only collect that data about someone's experience, like you were saying before, but then we can also um, test that experience and, and 
have an actual benchmark over time of how that experience is playing out so that so that people can monitor it, you know, because you have to monitor these things or you would never know if you're making progress or if you are declining inside the other direction. Yeah. So I really love the emphasis on connecting the experiences that you're delivering for your employees themselves and that the, you know, equity and inclusion issues you may be seeing in your own workforce and how that then translates into specific experiences that you may or may not be able to deliver to the communities and the the need for us as public servants to make sure that we're representing our communities and understanding our communities, you know, from our own experiences as well. I think that's a really nice um, way of explaining the deep connection between employee experience and customer experience. And I'm also curious if, if you can share with us some of the things that you found in the data on your staff assessment. You know, we, we heard from you that you realized maybe your uh, workforce wasn't as representative of your community as it should be. And so how did you address that? I mean, what were the kind of specific actions that Allegheny County tried to take to address that? Yeah, so I can definitely speak on that. So I think one of the things that we have tried to do and we are continuously trying to do is um, improve our hiring process. So I wanted the one of the projects that I did get to be a part of, and we and we actually used the um, Coursex platform for this actual process. Is that we had a few management positions, I believe like about thirteen, um, was was actually opening up inside of a program office, and we wanted to um, kind of alter the process a little bit. So we applied different types of um, rubrics and more and more and more behavior based questions, focusing around waste uh, or equity and inclusion and how people respond to these different types of situations. And we also had a number of situational exercises that the individuals had to go and actually respond to within, within I believe, 48 hours. They would, they would actually receive an email saying like, hey, um, such and such has happened. How would you respond to this in a um, way, an equity way to perform this situation and test? So basically what we did was as they went through that interviewing process, we kind of followed them all up with um, with like an actual post-survey as they exited the interview process, asking them to give us the actual feedback about every step that they actually got to interact with. And then we actually surveyed all, all of the interviewers um, as well to actually get their actual opinion on the process as well. And then we took that findings we got back and then we looked at it and we started to make edits you know, about maybe we should do the rubric a little bit differently this time. Maybe we should have a little bit more time for the, for the individuals to actually do the ex- exercise. Maybe we should add a um a informational session so they better understand how these exercises are being scored. So we have more actual transparency about the scoring process for an individual who is applying for a particular role. And we also, and we also was really conscious of making sure that we collected a lot of data from um, different types of internal candidates. We hear that a lot that like we just don't have the um, black staff or we don't have the Latin staff, but I think sometimes that can be misused. Like I think that a lot of these organizations, they do have those talents but maybe they just aren't promoting them or using those surveys that we was talking about earlier to, to actually identify a group that maybe um, doesn't have those skills currently. So how can we, how can we add different types of educational training 
opportunities for those individuals to develop those skills so they can be promoted. So I think those are some of the findings that we found was just like really diving deeper into our staff analysis and listening into how can we improve the hiring experience to those individuals who maybe do not have the uh, education or like skill level, but they definitely have the um, life experience level to do some of these jobs. How can we help them highlight some of that inside of our hiring process for different types of managers. Yeah. I mean, that's just so excellent because you're looking at the employee experience across the entire employee life cycle there, right? So you're looking at the hiring experience, but then you're looking at, well, when we bring people in, are we giving them access to learning? Are we giving them promotion and career progression opportunities? Do they feel like they're performance is recognized. And so you're seeing how all of these experiences are connected through the individual person who's living it, right? And Mm -hmm. it's not enough to, you know, to address equity and inclusion during the hiring phase, you also have to address it all the way through the employee life cycle. And it sounds like Allegheny County really cracked the nut to, you know, make that happen. So it's really impressive. So back to the focus on the customer, right? To continue that pulling that thread from the employee out to the actual people that you serve out in the communities. I'm curious then with this focus that we have been hearing in your story about actions you have taken. Um, You clearly took action with, your employees, you know, as you described looking at the data, you immediately said, oh, and then we did this and we tried this. And it, the focus on action is what I really love about this story. And I'm obviously we've heard from you some of the um, difficult challenges that your communities face that you've uncovered in your data analytics and you tell those stories. What kinds of actions have you been able to take with the community to improve their experiences from an equity and inclusion perspective? Well, I I think the main action that we have taken is sharing the data back with them. So except for us just putting a report out or except for us just collecting this this information and sharing it with like stakeholders and funders, really going back into those actual communities, sharing these different types of reports and having really difficult conversations with them. You know, because even though like we might um, look at their communities and their needs and say, this is what we found. Once you talk to those people, they say, yeah, well, this, you know, this might be flu and, you know, and there's a lot of gun violence here. We might do this, but um, we also do this really well. And we have a lot of businesses trying to be built here and we need funding. So really, so really using that to create a um, dialogue about how can we assist those actual communities and, and what can they teach us about them stories? So I think that has been the steps that we've been taking now is really going back to them saying, this is what we found. Tell us, how do you interpret this? Tell us, how do you feel about this? Doing that within the community itself, like doing that through community leaders, doing that through providers, um, because a lot of these people and these families, they uh, haven't had the best experience with government. So keeping that inside of our, our focus as we fly to show this information back to them and also show back ways and ideas that we can create a better work together. So really focusing on a participatory design process as we show this information back to them. 
So I definitely think that has been the biggest learning that we have found and identifying those axolitos to um to help us make the sayings that we need and listen more to them. And I think there's been a number of sayings this week. I think this is coming up through that we've actually established a brand new office. It's, it's the Office of Equity and Engagement. And that's pretty much the whole focus of that particular office is how can we engage these actual particular communities with the main focus of equity when we are engaging with them. So I think that has been one of the biggest um, <laughs> uh, axes that we have actually taken and invested a number of resources and find to listen to these actual communities and design things together and not just design things for them. And, and making sure that we use the Coursework platform as an avenue to actually collect their voice about how, how we should be designing different types of services. So it's definitely been helpful. Yeah, that's just amazing to hear the emphasis on moving beyond just the immediate transactional uh, listening that I know a lot of governments do already and using listening and acting as a way to reestablish a positive governing relationship between the government organization and the people in the community that you work for. I just, I really love that story. So with that, it's, you know, exciting to hear all the wonderful things that you've been doing. It's exciting to hear how you are focusing strategically on creating a new inclusive relationship between the county government and the people that you serve. So what's next? What are we looking forward to as we head into 2022? Yeah, I think we are definitely focusing on how can we build trust inside of those um, community. So like we do know that that's the problem. So what are some of the things that we can do to build that trust? And I think we started by doing that. You know, we have the Office of um, Equity and, and Engagement. We are working with a lot of community leaders and we are definitely collecting a lot of data. But I think as far as moving into 2022 and beyond, it's not just, it's not just building trust, but also monitoring that that trust as we build it. So like, how do we monitor that like, okay, fuss might be low inside of this one particular community and then do brainstorming and um, community building and coastal building to try to understand how can we help improve that actual community fuss. And also to um, continue to collect data about our employees and their actual experience having conversations about race and also about equity and, and diversity inside of our own workforce. I think those conversations will continue and also not just having those conversations, but then once we have those conversations, how can we establish a um, build empathy and actual compassion for the actual employees that are actually struggling with race, you know, on both sides of things. You know, I think I don't think I don't think no one really escaped that conversation. Like once you start to have these conversations, it affects everyone in different ways. You know, everyone has different experiences, but at the end of the day, um, we all have a common, I think, thing about being humans is that we understand love, we understand sadness, and we understand loss. So as long as we can focus on things that bring us together and not those things that um, tear us apart, then I'm very, I'm very hopeful and I'm very excited about the work that we have planned for um, 2022. And I am too. And the focus on empathy and compassion and bringing it home to be all about building trust. That's just, uh, it's a wonderful model for everyone at all levels of government to follow. 
So thank you, Jamal, so much for sharing your story with us and the story of the Allegheny County efforts to build trust in government. And uh, it was great to talk to you today and looking forward to continuing to work with you moving forward. Thank you. You as well. And that's a wrap on The Buzz with act Iac. Join us next week for more hot topics and top issues affecting the federal technology market. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on Twitter at act Iac. More information about today's show can be found in the episode notes. For more insights, visit www.actiac.org. Thanks for listening.